ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Kyla Tsenas. Kyla Tsenas. I'm Kyla Tsenas, and I have been training a global community of women since 2009. I've created a brand new podcast, Sweat Daily, to help you level up your life and reach your health and well-being goals. From fitness tips to food that fuels you, meditation to motivation, we've got you covered. Sweat Daily, the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of you awaits. Available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Welcome to Zone Time, people. Uh, our first show post NHL trade deadline. I'm Julian. Omar's here. Avery's here. Sam is here. We're gonna get through a lot of topics. Uh, I have a beef. I have a bone to pick with Omar, and we'll get to that. Um, I want to introduce a new segment called the Worry Meter. I don't know how many times we will do it, but uh, I want to bring that up at some point. But Considering we're all in markets where trades have happened in the last few days, I thought at least as a start, you know, we could kind of treat this like, you know, we, we, we've had we've had times at Christmas where you're with your family members and you start looking at who got what for Christmas and you start comparing. I think we could do something a little similar off the start, you know, just be like, hey, my my team got this guy. My team got that guy. Uh, we just do a little bit of a roundtable thing to start, and then we could all, like, jump in and whatever. So I want to start with you, Avery, because, you know, you weren't on the episode last week. And, you know, we've been calling for Kendrick Holland to do something, and I would like to know, did Uncle Kenny do do right at the deadline? Give us your assessment. Is Matthias Ekholm the right piece? Get us started. Talk, talk to us about the Edmonton Oilers. You know, as we all know on this podcast, I've been hard on Kendrick Levante, um, for a very long time. I refuse to believe Ken Holland <laughs> would have the middle Levante. name Levante. You don't know that. <laughs> That'd be the best day of my life if I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> he seems more like a Jamarcus to me. <laughs> so, oh my yo, gosh. Yo, I'll, I will give Ken Holland credit. He did go out and address needs with Matthias Ekholm. That was a guy I watched him in three games. One against Toronto, and to be the least. Edmonton, Toronto. Edmonton Winnipeg, and he is stable in the back end. Almost scored in his first game. His breakout passes are amazing. This is the kind of guy they needed. And I know for some people, it hurt to trade Tyson Berry and Reed Schaefer and prospect and picks. But you know what? That's the price of doing business. That's the price of attempting to be all in. You got to part with those kind of guys. You know, you lose Schaefer, 2027 can wait. You lose Berry, got to sell high with an asset like that. Got to sell high to get something good back in return. So I'm, I'm glad to see Holland made that move. And first-round picks, you're, you're at a time right now in the world where first-round picks aren't important right now. You want to win in 2023. <laughs> Deal with that down the road later on. And then this team goes out, and they bring in Nick Bukestad, someone from, from Arizona who I've liked for quite some time. Great ad, depth ad, great guy who can score in the third uh, third line, great uh, face-off man. So I'll give him all the solid beef what he did so far, you know. Good efforts, brought in peace to help this team out for a deep playoff run. And also, no Gavrikov, no Joel Edmondson. It didn't happen. Thank goodness. <laughs> Long national nightmare is over. Okay, let's go to Sam. Sam, I'm a bit confused with the Canucks, but we've felt confused about them all year. How do you feel about the fact that your team got Philip Pronek? but also Vitaly Kraftsoff and among other things that have gone on at the deadline and everything leading before then. How do you feel about the Vancouver Canucks is what I'm trying to ask. I mean, for starters, I think it's pretty consistent, right? Like it's consistent with the, we need major surgery. We're trying to get younger, but we're going to give JT Miller a massive contract for next year. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve that contract. I'm just saying they shouldn't have been the ones to give it to him. Um, but this is consistent. Like I have, I have no issue with the Kravtsov trade. I thought that was like a, a good flyer. Like it was a good trade. You know, like Will Lockwood was a decent prospect, but like nothing was really happening there. It's Kravtsov has a ton of upside. Uh, 
Canucks appear to be acquiring as many Russians slash Dan Milstein clients as possible. So why, why not give it a shot? See how it goes. I think, I think that one was a fine trade. I have like no complaints there. Um, Product's a little more complicated. I like, I think they've been looking for a young, relatively young right-handed defenseman for a long time. And I accept that young right-handed defenseman cost a lot to acquire in this league. But I don't understand why you would give up a first in this year's draft, which is supposed to be generational. Like surely you could have pushed them for next year's first or like, I don't know, figure something else out. Like this is not necessarily a team that should be giving away firsts in any kind of trade. Like, you know, we talked about this last week. Firsts don't matter to teams like the Leafs. And even then the Leafs got a first round pick back, like notwithstanding that it's Boston's, but like, at least it's still a pick, you know, like why are the Canucks giving up picks? This is a team that should be acquiring as many picks as possible. Like a couple seasons ago, I think the Senators and the Habs both just had like outrageous numbers of picks for like the next three seasons. That's what the Canucks should have been doing at no point in the last eight years. Have they ever had, I think, more than eight or nine picks per draft? And you start with seven. And there have been a few drafts where they've had fewer than seven. So I think in total, their net is like roughly exactly the number of picks you get from the league. And for a team that requires a lot and doesn't actually have a lot in their prospect cupboard, given how poorly they've performed over the last eight years, none of like that part of this trade makes no sense to me. Okay. So Avery seems content. Uh Sam's a bit confused. Omar, what about your maple leaves? Yeah, I'm I I okay. I I don't stand along with a lot of Leafs fans on Twitter. Um, a lot of Leafs fans I think were expecting another move mm. um on deadline day. I was going into it with if you could get another scorer, that'd be cool. But like I, I think the the we can't compare like the Leafs situation to like most teams because Kyle Dubas, which he usually does traditionally, like his trade deadline started like days ago. Again, you get Ryan O'Reilly, you get Noel Charlie, uh, Noel Charlie, you get Sam Lafferty, you get Jake McCabe, both of those players this year and next year. Um, so and you get Luke Shen for a third round pick. Thanks, Sam. Um, you know, so it's just like. So, so that in, in, in a nutshell, and again, like these are players who can get it done in those high stake moments. You've already seen their presence immediately. Luke Shen has started the game, like both back-to-back games with a big hit and he set the tone for the rest of the game. And he seems to have been like slowly drawing the rest of the team into the fight a little bit. Even Nylander was, it was in a scrum. You know, when when Tavares uh, got hit by Tyler Myers on Saturday. So like it, it, it's working and again like even though like it, it's 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 gonna take some time for a, a lot of the moving pieces pieces to kind of come together and like you know gel and again form chemistry and stuff because yes you did take away from the roster in sandy and Engvall, who have been on the team for a couple of years i'm not i'm not like part of you know, the least least area that's like oh dubis's deadline sucked because he didn't get another score no because i think at the end of the day when it, when it comes to the game-changing aspect, is going to be, like, the core players you have. And I think Dubas did an amazing job of facilitating that core amongst – or facilitating other players around that core. My issue doesn't have anything to do with Dubas. And that's actually about Keith. Because Sheldon is starting to irritate me a little bit. I'm not What's Sheldon lie. doing? What is Sheldon doing? Sheldon's running 11-7. And it's not working. And traditionally, it doesn't work with the least for those who are familiar when you go 11 forwards and seven defensemen. Um, that doesn't work with our team, especially in a time where you're trying to get new players to gel with each other. So to have that where there's going to be a lot of juggling. And then on top of that, you're playing with a different player like every shift. So that I hope changes. And it probably will because Ryan O'Reilly's hurt and Tavares is sick. Um, oh yeah, yeah it's and, kind of a tough uh tough uh 
Yeah. Double whammy of news. Huh? Yeah, but besides that, like I, I, I'm, I, to be honest, I really do like what Dubis did did, did this this off season, and, and I think I think some Leafs fans are being a little greedy because you know at the beginning of the season we wanted Dubis to go for it and make deals and give up assets, and as it stands now, the Leafs only have three picks. None of the top prospects are gone, which is great. So you're you're you know you have a foundation moving forward next year to fill up those holes if any players leave in free agency. So. And again, again, I know a lot of people are upset about the Rasmus Sandin trade. I was as well. But like seeing how the team is constructed, either he's on the bottom pair or he's out of the lineup. And at the very least, you got something for him. Yes, it's Boston's first round pick, which is probably going to be 32nd or whatever. But Dubis has done really well with those picks in that range. Matthew Nyes was a second round pick. Nick Robertson was a second round pick. And there are top prospects in the organization. So... I, I'm I'm more I'm more focused on like how the roster is being put together on the ice. But as far as what Dubis did, I have zero complaints. I think he did a fantastic job. Okay. Well, uh, I'll just round it off and just say uh, congratulations, Brad, for living for making NHL history by making the first brother for brother trade. Oh. That's really all they did. That's really it. That's it. But doesn't and that say, added- doesn't that say something though? Like, is that is that not a white flag? That's how I took it. I don't know. That that's how I took it. Like, I took it as a parachute. Like we're done. <laughs> like it's it's just I don't like I don't know, man. Like I'm hearing everyone else mention what's going on with their teams and look, I know the Canucks are confusing, but they at least made some moves happen that like could help in the future. Ken Holland did something that, you know, might actually help his team. Kyle Dubas, he got two phones, one for the plug, one for the low and he made moves. Brad Living was just, just like, okay, like, what can we really do? But also, I can't firmly blame him because the team in front of him is not playing up to standard. And Daryl Sutter... Their issue isn't their roster. Okay, we all know really what the issue probably is. We all know is. what he should do. Yeah, all know, but they're not going to do it. And also, it's on Daryl Sutter to yeah. do the job to get the most out of these players. That that's it. But also, his players are also playing at the most, like the lowest possible confidence they could be at. It's, like, it's time for the Calgary Flames to lock Daryl Sutter out of the locker room using the laundry baskets. Because <laughs> like, as of now, when you look at the standings, oh, like no. it's true. if he's not going to do it on his own, the players have to make the same point that LA Kings did. Like this man's got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now, Nashville is ahead of Calgary. Nashville, who sold, by the way. Yes. And have yes. three games in hand. Yes, it's only one point, but that's bad. And that, that's bad. Uh, I think I... the Florida Panthers have more points than. Yep, they do. The Florida Panthers have more points than the Calgary Flames. The Florida Ooh. Panthers who made that big Jonathan Huberto trade in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and they're and what all, I... also probably not going to make the playoffs either. Yeah. What have I so said before? When you're in... Yeah, go ahead, Avery. Because Daryl Sutter, those old school coaches, they have an expiry date. And when it gets to that date, they age like milk. The Daryl Sutters, the Mike Keenans, the Mark Crawfords, mm-hmm. their style doesn't work in 2023. It doesn't. Yeah. Like if you're if you're a Calgary, you can't just look at your team to evaluate the season. Like I feel like you have to look at like all of the what if scenarios. Like we've talked about so many teams in the West and the Western conference this year. We've talked about how the West is pretty much like wide open, how the Pacific division is like ripe for the taking, how like teams like Winnipeg have, have you know, have, have and are currently in like a little slump, how Edmonton's had, had their issues and Seattle is, is in a playoff spot in their second year. And Calgary is not in the, and not in the playoffs. Like, like that, that's a, that's, yes, you want to focus on your own team, your own locker room, whatever, but that's like a point that you, you can't ignore in those end of season meetings. You can't ignore the fact that like other teams in the division, in the conference faltered and you couldn't take advantage of that with the players you have on this roster and with the trade you made last summer, that's mm-hmm. a problem. That's, that's a problem. They can't, they can't say yet. Not just bad, bad year. No, that that's an issue that that has to be addressed. Like I don't know, man. And 
it's just I'm just really stumped. And I know I'm not a fan of the team, but like I feel some of the frustration with the underwhelming performances. I really think the last stretch of games just kind of broke them with Boston and even Toronto and Minnesota as well. And look, no disrespect to Troy Stetcher, seems like a nice guy. Nick Ritchie seemed like a nice guy. I don't think those moves make any bit of a difference. They might as well have not done anything if we're really being honest about it. And even then, I don't know if that's the best move. Selling pieces, I wonder if they genuinely tried that. They said they they said they examined all possible opportunities, but I really wonder who bit. I really wonder if there's anyone who's going to give them what they wanted, if they were going to go down that route. I don't know. And if you're not going to make a big trade to get a big, big fish out there, like it's not really going to make that much of a difference, but I also understand a withholding draft capital. The Flames were kind of in a position where they couldn't really do all that much, whether they wanted to or not. And they're kind of stuck where they are. And they basically are just saying, okay, you guys have to figure this out. You're going to have to coexist with Daryl Sutter. He has that extension coming up and everybody else on the roster. Fix it, do something. But what do you do when you're at your lowest point? And there's seemingly no way to get out. Like, what Like, what do you do? You just hope a lucky break happens? Like, I don't know when that's coming for this team. Maybe by the time uh, this episode comes out, they'll have won in Dallas. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Maybe I really that's, don't know. Maybe that's what they're looking. Because, like, mathematically. They're not eliminated. They could still do it. But they're going to need a yes. lot of help from other teams and that's the work as 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 a veteran in in well if this team loses this many games we can still make it yeah the the, the 2010s as the least fans were, was uh, was brutal like as an expert in that area like like you don't want to be there like at all because like there's no guarantee like teams will have their falls for sure but like to to completely like fall off fall off a cliff like like that that's not happening and i i don't know man i feel like I wonder what I wonder what kind of impact it would have had on the locker room if the Flames did add, like if they did buy at the deadline. Yeah. I wonder what that yeah. I wonder what that would have done, and I wonder what them not doing anything also tells them as well. It's like okay, so like we kind of had an idea that we're done, and now management didn't really do anything. Okay, I guess we're done. Okay, time to play for my next contract or whatever. I wonder, is a genuine yeah. question because like in talking to like Daryl, I mean. For what it's worth, Daryl Sutter was all like, no, I I think the group we have is fine. Like, we don't really need to add anything. I remember right. we were talking to Andrew Majapani, I think, last week. And he was saying, like, okay, we could add. But, like, we think we have a good team here. But also, that's what they're saying to us. That's That might I mean, not be what they're genuinely thinking. On paper, they do have a good team. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, right. you look at that team and, like, what what would you add that would make a difference right now? Like, I don't know that you look at that and... You know, like I look at the Canucks, I look at even the Oilers and I say that blue line, that blue line needs work. And like, it's, you know, it's not like the Flames have a perfect roster, but there's no glaring hole. Like, yeah, Markstrom hasn't been a Vezina level goaltender the way he was three or four seasons ago. That's, that's an issue. But like, their issues are, I don't think it's a roster construction issue looking at it. Like it just doesn't, it's not obvious to me. I saw someone tweet, I can't even remember who tweeted this. It's that Sutter achieved things with a different roster that could work in his system. But like John Huberto is not built for this system. It doesn't work. And He's if they not. want a contract to pay off, they need a different coach who can utilize Huberto to the best of his abilities. And I don't know why they won't do it. Bruce, there it is. Bruce, there it is. Because <laughs> like, they they need a coach that will allow them to be creative offensively. Like you have the you have the heavy Colorado, mm-hmm. right? Like those are players who need an offensive system. That is not yeah. what this is. No. Nope. But yeah, Brad Living did, I guess, as much as he felt he could at uh, this year's deadline. Um, anyone other any other teams you notice? I know Boston did pretty well. Dmitry Orlov. Dmitry Orlov out here looking like uh, Bobby Orr. Hey, before you start covering your face, he scored twice <laughs> on like his first two shots against Calgary last week. Like, dude was killing it. Dude was killing the team I covered. It's so but, funny how Omar asked for peace in the East, 
and he, he got, got none zero of that. None. that. Zero. <laughs> Even the Ottawa Senators who were Even- like, bro, Jake. <laughs> Every freaking day I log on to that stupid freaking app and someone in the East is adding. Like, I was mad that Boston got Orlov and Hathaway. I was like, okay, fine. Then they get freaking Bertuzzi. Freaking Ottawa gets Chikrin for nothing. nothing. That that (laughs) trade's a joke. The Arizona Coyotes can't do anything right. They play in a college arena. They can't pay their freaking taxes. Move the team to Halifax. I, I like Halifax. I don't Halifax? know anywhere, anywhere. Hal- I mean, there, no there, there, there are a lot of there are Lovely a lot of city. Halifax yeah. fans who really want an NHL team, but like not happening though. <laughs> New Jersey adds Meyer. The Rangers add add two, two. I thought I honestly God thought that the, that the Kane trade wouldn't work. I thought something like last minute would like oh oh this thing came. I did not think it ha- happens. No peace, man. There's no peace, man. And now, and now Tampa is, is is isn't playing well, and people are like, oh, oh, looks like Tampa's tired. Have you not watched them? Have have have, have we just have we just forgotten completely that that this same narrative happened last year? And then what did they do? Either they win the cup or they make the final. Either way, that involves the least losing the first round, and I can't handle that. Okay. I want a peace. All I right. I want to win a round, man. All right, guys. It's time for me to 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 talk about the bone I have to pick with Omar. It's not like a prevailing issue for the whole season. It's just for a stretch of games here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Omar. Yes. Why are you and Leafs fans freaking out right now? <laughs> it's completely unjustified. Uh, okay. It's Again. completely unjust. For context, I, I, people, I agree. They I, ran through yeah. Western Canada, lost two out of three. Yes. Including losses to Vancouver and to Edmonton, they beat the Calgary Flames, but they lost to Vancouver and they lost to Edmonton. And um, all of a sudden, I, I, I need... all of a sudden, yep, we're hearing yep. people saying, "Hey, the season needs to start anew against the New Jersey Devils." Like we we need to like pick ourselves up and like, what is this? Okay. What are y'all doing? I y'all need... y'all are at a playoff spot right now. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Y'all y'all have a points percentage of six six seven at the time of this recording. That is. 40 points up on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Can you, can you say that number one, one more time? 667. Six, Nearly time. devil numbers, you know what I'm saying? 667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667667
Saturday's game is an example of what happens when everyone isn't on the same page and mistakes happen and how those mistakes can be costly because the Leafs can be in that position where they're on in a moment to take over a game on the power play and that opportunity leads to a loss. That's an issue. That can't continue, especially a team that has weapons. Vancouver is not a good team, but they have weapons. Ouch. You're gonna give up a you're gonna give up a two on one with JT Miller and Elias Pettersson on the ice. Those are good players. That's my point, Julian. <laughs> that is my uh, point. Maybe maybe you should have acquired JT Miller. Uh, yeah, no, that's not the big JT Miller. Then he the shorthanded goal and shorthanded assist. I think so. No, 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 no. So, so that's so like so. So these fans who are freaking out, like, don't do that. Granted, there is some like bad luck things that are happening. Ryan O'Reilly is now injured for uh, whoever yeah, knows. That's, that's Austin Matthews tough. left the game after taking a puck to the knee. My soul left my body. He came back. It was okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not freaking out and saying the season is over. But there are some things that that need to improve. And again, it's starting with Morgan Riley. He needs to be better. Okay, you tell you at least took it better than those fans who fought in Vancouver. Uh, yeah. What? Do you not see that video on like six buzz? On six, six buzz. On six buzz. Who they're Leafs fans fighting? Why? I don't know. They're fighting Canucks fans. Oh, I don't on, know Gra- on Granville Street. Oh, awesome, lovely. That's where <laughs> that was. I've, I've, yep. I've never been yeah, to Vancouver. Granville and Robson. Mm-hmm. Oh my wow. gosh! You know what? That's so cool. The the Leafs will watch that video and say, you know what? You see those passionate fans there? We need to play better because because they fought Vancouver fans that after a loss. Yeah, yeah. We need to like. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I like yeah, yeah, at the end yeah. of the day. Let's like, go out there and think of all those fans who got their ass beat on, on Granville and Robson. Oh my god. This gosh. is for like, them. Honestly, like I don't know. At the end of the day, like like Lee's fans, like we've been through so much where like I'm not like react the way you want so to, but like this <laughs> sorry. Sorry. That was intense. I'm sorry. That's fair. That's <laughs> sorry. <laughs> No, no, no. It, oh, sorry. It's okay. So, sorry. so it, it, it's not the same team that was up 4-1 against Boston and then blew it in 10 minutes and lost in overtime. This is not the same team that was in a playoff spot two years beforehand and then lost 14 out of 17 games and then missed the playoffs. This is not the same team that, that had a miraculous comeback against Columbus and then lost the next game. This is not the same team who had the easiest route to the Stanley Cup final. They were up 3-1 and then blew it. Is this not the same team that destroyed Tampa in game one last year and then lost once again? Don't freaking cry. Tell me we lost. Oh, okay. So anyway, that, 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 know, that, that, was, that mean, was it. How much that of was... that suffering really goes on par with like <laughs> losing the Stanley Cup final to Boston in 2011, uh, having a little brother complex to a northern rival who's won all these cups for all these years and has two of the best players in the world. You could be Atlanta or some franchise that's lost a team over the last how many years, I guess. You're not I'm wrong. just I'm just taking the piss. <laughs> no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like, yeah, a lot of people like the like that's a main chirp for Vancouver fans. Like, oh, at least they at least they didn't go by. Like, I see some of these fans saying that I'd rather. I'd rather the least continue to, to to lose rounds than to go to the Stanley Cup final and lose in Game Seven. <laughs> like what? What? <laughs> like what? Can I can not answer to that? <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, okay, underrated in all this. Sam's face. Sam's <laughs> face was very much just like like really. Who would say that? Oh my god! Who said that? I. I, mean- I Oh God! Like, I mean, I mean, rather get your head caved in round one is wild. <laughs> okay, man. At least they made it. God, Omar. Omar, yeah. I want you to test something for me, if possible. Okay. Um, right. I want to introduce something called the worry meter, where we're just gonna look at a few teams and wonder, you know, hey, should we be worried about them? And I traded this system. Okay. Uh, basically, we're gonna rate some of these teams coming up on a level through one to five. Okay. Uh, for those wondering, one uh, is like, you know, no worries. Like, there's nothing to be worried about here. Two is like, eh, kind of worried. Three, you're in the middle. Four, you're like, ooh, I'm getting pretty worried. Five is basically Omar thinking about Austin Matthews not re-signing. 
So, so I, I'm part of the criteria. Absolutely, so you are. <laughs> you are absolutely part of the criteria. There's probably no okay. one better on this show to be part of the criteria than you. That's that's so accurate. Okay. Okay. okay so, right, okay, so if the go. Toronto Maple Leafs, if you were to put mm. them on the worry meter right now for everything they have gone through and endured through sixty something games this year, where are you putting them on the worry meter scale? One through five. Uh two. Ooh, you're Dude. not that worried. Okay. Yes, because again, I and that's not to say that like Tampa is gonna take however they're playing right now and it's gonna go into the playoffs. No. I I do believe and I do feel that the Leafs have the team together to have the best chance at doing it. Um, I think they have learned. I hopefully I think that they're annoyed and i think they're frustrated of the dialogue and that's mm. what it is i think they're tired of the dialogue of the is this the is this finally i'm tired the time? too um, yeah so i so i i so because of that that that's where my belief comes knocked on wood just in case i am i will never be one i will never be a one on this meter when it comes to the least so i'm at a two i i i, I don't think Right now, people should be uh, freaking out as much as they are. Okay. Well, two is still pretty good uh, mm -hmm. for the Leafs. I have a few other teams who we can all uh, kind of jump in and do uh, a similar thing with. Let's start with the Tampa Bay Lightning, funny enough. Uh, a team uh, who just went off a weekend where John Cooper benches uh, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, and Steven Stamkos in a game against the, against the Buffalo Sabres. And you think, all right, man, that's a great way for the, it's a great opportunity for them to respond. And they lose 6-0 to the Carolina Hurricanes, in which Yasperi Kakanyemi, remember him, gets five points. Uh, on a scale of one to five, how worried are you with the Tampa Bay Lightning? Uh, Sam, how worried are you? We'll start with you, then we'll go to Avery, then Omar. One. Oof. No one's worried. No one's worried. Tampa Bay Lightning being the Tampa Bay Lightning. I literally saw the tweet about how they're the first team this season to like have zero shots on goal in one period. I was like, who cares? Who cares? They don't care about the regular season. They know they're going to the playoffs. They're just like, why are, why are we wasting our energy on the regular season? Pretty good answer. Avery, uh, do you share that same sentiment? If I could go lower than one, I would. If I could go like negative <laughs> five, I would. Because again, it's the time beat lightning. Yeah. I don't care about them losing 6 nothing right now. I don't care about that. We know they're ready for the playoffs. This is going to have Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, they're still going to have that majority of that core. This is a team that they come into the playoffs every year. They, they might have lost some games. They might be broken, but they're going to be either in the Final Four or the Cup Final, or they'll win the whole thing. Remember, in the bubble 2020, Steven Stamkos, he was made of Peter Brittle. What did he do? <laughs> score, the goal, score the goal in game one against Dallas. He was, being held, 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 he was being held up by duct tape, and he scored in the cup final. <laughs> one game in the postseason. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not scared of the Lightning. They'll find a way somehow to still be in the final four or in the cup final once again. Omar, we might as well just sing Hakuna Matata. Yeah, honestly. Like, if if the only thing that would make me go a little bit higher was the status of Hedman, um, because mm. I think he left the game with injury. But, like, I think the reports now is that he won't, like, miss extended time. So it's like, yeah, like, Tampa's, Tampa is – the way people talk about Tampa is how you used to talk about Pittsburgh. You know, there'll always be years of like, oh, this might be the year where Pittsburgh like misses the playoffs or whatever. And then like Crosby or Malcolm like go off and then like, okay, there you are. You're back in the final or something. So like, like Tampa has done more than enough to get the benefit of the doubt in any regard when it comes to on ice performance. So like this weekend is, is nothing sure. Like they'll, they'll, they'll shake it off. They'll, they'll take the messages from, from Cooper and stuff. They're, they're they're a they're a winning organization through and through. So no, there's no zero concern here. Okay, all right. So let's move on to another team. Let's try the Calgary Flames. That's probably a five, five for me. I mean, it doesn't have to be Omar thinking about Austin Matthews. It could be like Alan Walsh putting together another one of those memes with a player getting a sword stuck <laughs> through them. No, that maybe you were doing this case. Oh. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm at a five right now. I'm very worried this group of leaders is not getting it done. Uh, they're like, how many points out of a playoff spot right now? At least five. Mm -hmm. uh, that might change depending on what the score of uh, the Monday's games are. Um, I'm very worried. 
I'm very worried. I had plans to cover a playoff series this year. I don't know what I'm doing in April now. I'm going to have to figure out something else. What am I going to write about? What am I, what if, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's not about me. I just want that set. So I'm at a five. Uh, Omar, are you also, you're, I, I, you put up the five. You're in agreement with me with the Calgary Flames. Am I, am I correct to deduce that? Yeah. There's, it's just like what we talked about earlier. There's, there's, they're in a, they're in a spot now where they have to hope for another team to fall off and again, still count on their team to get wins. And they're it just, it just, there's just not in it. There's, there's, there's so many things. And again, you know, like uh, Sam, Sam brought up, brought up a great point earlier that just they, they, the style and the roster doesn't match. And until that gets into a line, then the same things will take place. So yeah, I, I'd be worried if I was a, if I was a Flames fan, um, I don't know. Daryl Sutter should be worried. I don't know if he is because I don't know if he's actually going to get fired or not, but. I don't know. Uh, again, it's not wishing wishing anyone losing their job, but yeah, I'm not. We're not, not here. It's not, not working. Their job. Uh, Avery, Sam, are we all in agreement at five, or do you have different numbers? See a head nod from Sam. Avery, yeah, what do you flames. think? I got five on it. <laughs> five on the Calgary Flames. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it only took us so many episodes before we got a Luna's reference. You go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to be you got Luna's, you got voice to men references. I'll keep going. I'll keep both of these references. <laughs> I don't how long the show was on air, but I would I would love to know what reference you can come up with for the Winnipeg Jets, a team we don't talk about that much, but uh three wins in their last ten games. This is a team that was, you know. Among some of the better ones in the Central Division for a bit, they've since fallen into the second wild card spot. Still in a decent shape. I mean, Nashville is only a few points out, but uh, it's a bit interesting. And that's a team that bought uh, ahead of the deadline, getting Nino Nino Ryder for a draft pick. Um, from one to five, how worried are we about the Winnipeg Jets? Sam, you can start. Three. Okay, you're in the middle. Why a three? To be totally honest with you, I don't give the Winnipeg Jets very much thought. Whoa. <laughs> Winnipeg uh, fans, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. It's not Winnipeg deliberate. Fans. I just... I'm sorry. I, just, I don't know what it is. There's no, like, I don't dislike them. I, just, I don't know what it is. I, <laughs> I, I, I can't I'm wait until... No, go ahead. I'm bothered by the Winnipeg Jets. I, I, I don't know what the reaction... You I mean, what's the reaction going to be like when a Winnipeg Jets fan hops in the comments of this show and says, like, this, this typical Toronto media they don't care about teams yep. west yep. of the city and all yep. these Toronto people yep. don't care. We will be blamed for it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Omar's fault that I don't care about the Jets. Yeah, it's Omar's fault. It is my fault, for sure. Yeah. You know Yahoo Sports and Toronto buys Yahoo. Toronto buys all these Toronto people. They don't know. Hey, maybe we should get a Winnipeg Jets guest on to explain why they're not doing so well. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, but so I I guess I'll just jump in. And to be honest, I'll say the same thing as Sam. I'm at a, I'm at a three, not because of their playoff chances. Again, I think Calgary is helping them by not being good, and Nashville has sold and i don't think they're planning on like actively going for it hey who knows um but i do have worries for them because of their first round opponent there was a time where they were in the top three it would have been minnesota as of now i think it'd be vegas that's big difference that's a big difference so if if uh, so i'm not worried about the winnipeg just missing the playoffs but I would be wary of who that first round opponent w- could be. And I think, you know, as it should be designed, they'd have a way better chance in that first round against Minnesota than against Vegas. But who knows? Uh, Avery, did you, uh, I don't think you got to chime in on this one. I was going to say Winnipeg. I'm not that worried, but I'll, I'll, I'll go to two. I'll go to two in terms of my worry with Winnipeg Jets. This is a team that still has. Connor Hellebuck, he's still bringing Neo Nita Ryder. I think Winnipeg will be okay. I'm not going to sound the alarm yet on Winnipeg Jets. I think they're going to maybe win a round, even though they might, get, they might get Vegas. I think they have a chance winning a round and getting out of round one. So we'll see Winnipeg. I'm not too worried about that franchise. 
Yeah, I'm not the same. Like, it's too. If they were in a situation where, like, Nashville was closer to them in the mm-hmm. standings, and That's hey, maybe, if think, maybe things might change, yeah. I'd be like, whoa, 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 let's get to a four here. But, yeah. like, okay, so you fell out of the standings. You're still in a playoff position. You still mm-hmm. have some really good players. I will say this, though. I forget who also made this point over the weekend, but I'm going to I'm going to also agree with them, too. If the Winnipeg Jets can't be any good this year, I'm done believing in them. I'm sorry. They've they have too many good players. They've 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 had all these opportunities to be good and they they keep missing out on these opportunities. I can't I can't do it. I really thought that this team would be among the perennial contenders in the Western Conference for the last how many years, and they can't do it. If they can't do it this year, I'm done. I'm hopping off like it's done. Like, I I can't do this. You know, like, I don't want people coming in and be like, oh, you look Toronto media again. You do not care about the Jets. (laughs) Y'all haven't done enough to, you know, justify people like Sam thinking about you for more than 30 seconds. Again, Marc-Andre Fleury, man. He ruined the Jets. That, That was their year. That was their year. And then Flurry walked in that series and stopped everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. everything. That was the year, man. Like that when Winnipeg was at its peak, that was the year for them. And ever since it's been, you know, just trying, trying to kind of, you know, stay above water and relying a little bit, a little bit too much on Hellebuck. Some years more more than others. But yeah, it's like you're you're it really is interesting how this could be like a turning point year for um for winnipeg i don't know what their cap situation is like off the top but like there probably might be some big moves over the offseason like who knows if the like the the dubois stuff is still like settled like hey he could still be asking for a trade or wanting out or something Um, who knows about shifley like yeah shifley you know his his return as like a you know as the top goal scorer in the league but like who knows there maybe maybe there's movement there so this is could be an interesting year, and again, you never know when a goalie just decides. You know what? I'm done being good. I'm I'm gonna stop. So I, I don't I don't know if a goalie would just be like, hey, you know what, guys, I'm done being good. Um, I think I think there are a lot. There's lot lots of evidence of that, right, Avery? I don't I don't. Whoa. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> All this Jack Campbell slander. He was a leaf no, once man. upon a time. Jack Campbell is 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 baffling. I don't get it. Like sometimes he's great, and then I saw the other day that like what like he hasn't like won a game and 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 so like he didn't get the game against the Leafs. Like that surprised me. They put in Stuart Skinner. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, they didn't even give him the revenge game. Like holy. So mm-hmm. yeah. Love you, Jack. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have one final question for you guys. Uh, since we have a little bit of time here, um, you know that thing that happens whenever we see some athlete in a different sport do something cool, and then everyone has to think, "But what if the NHL did this, or who from the NHL would do this?" We started doing that with Travis Kelsey over the past weekend because uh, you know the uh, the tight end for the Kansas City uh, Chiefs who won the Super Bowl, uh, he ends up hosting SNL. And of course, people started asking around which NHL player could host SNL None. and not be cringy. None. 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 There's n- so there's nobody. There's there's nobody in the NHL. That's right not true. Now. That's not true. There's one. There's one person who who can honestly do it, and it's Brad Marchand. I don't think anyone else could. Brad Marchand is a, probably the only one I think could do it. I don't know. No one. I there's no one. Imagine McDavid. No, you know what I think could do it. It wouldn't be great, but it'd be fine. Who? Jeff Skinner. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That video, yeah, that was. You could do. You could let them do like their their the the fun skits they've been doing uh, with the Sabers. I guess their Twitter page to keep posting the videos up like that. I watch that like a skit of that. Yeah. The one the one problem though is that like the NHL, there isn't a name that is well known enough in the general sports world. To get called, like the one guy, you know, he's retired now. The one guy who I could ever see getting called to do with, and that was PK Subban. That yeah. was the one guy yeah. I could ever see ever getting called to do it. Yeah, yeah. Some people might be like, "Oh, you're still not playing? Is that guy from ESPN?" Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. No, Subban's hilarious, man. Like, I I don't know how no one up north like didn't get him 
I, I don't I don't know how I don't even look at it that way. Like, I think I, of it as like, you know what? No, get the ESPN bag. Like yeah, if, he, yeah. if honestly, I would have thought if, if Sportsnet got him, no disrespect to Sportsnet or TSN, I would be like, well, how did he not make it work at ESPN? Mm-hmm. Like I would have been more stunned if it didn't if it didn't work the yeah. other way. Because he's so freaking in it. He's so funny, man. Like and, it, it, he's hilarious. Yeah. And also too, ESPN, one thing that ESPN did that, that sports and TSN still do not do. If they gave PK his own original series, PK's place. Like, that's mm-hmm. one thing you don't do if you Canada. You don't do no original content. Sports and TSN is very much, you know, stick him on the desk, and that's it. ESPN did. You know what we got? Cass's house. Oh, yeah. Remember that? God. I, why? Why is it a thing? It's it just... I think, I think there's... A, I think, like, if Sportsnet and TSN really wanted to, they could do it. But mm-hmm. maybe it's, it's it's one, it's definitely a cost thing because, you know, things cost so much in this economy Two, who's really out there for them to really like put a whole show around that people will be interested in. Like Kess's house with Ryan Kessler. He's just not that interesting of a person. I know they had guests every now and again, but like it wasn't really worth it. Um, you didn't, you didn't want to see Post Malone hang out with Frank Kessler. That was funny. I think I watched that segment. <laughs> that was that, was, for the that was interesting. That, that was, was funny. That, for was, that was interesting. I was like, uh, it, it just felt so that. random. Like, yeah. hey, here's Chad Johnson. Like, what? How's Chad and Ryan Kessler? Get Ocho Cinco here. Yeah. I, I think if they got like someone else to like, you know, host that show, then it would have been more interesting. But like, Ryan Kessler doesn't really do it for me. Well, you didn't really do it for you. Didn't really do it for anybody. That show doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, there are there are a lot of people I know who like actively do one of two things during intermissions, unless it's Saturday during the second period, mute, or they change the channel. Mm-hmm. And like, there are so many like, and that that's bad. <laughs> like like that's bad like and i bad. and i don't I, and and again the, the fact of like like going back to the initial question how we're literally just like it, it's taking so long for us to think of any player in the nhl who could host snl if we're talking about the nba they're parchment length papers of, of examples mm-hmm. that we could think Giannis of. Adenokounmpo could do it tomorrow. Well, yeah, not tomorrow, yeah. it wouldn't be Saturday. But he could do yeah. it, they could do it the next possible episode, and it would be hilarious. Yeah, like there, but like for hockey, man, it's just like it's 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 uh, it's such a shame because like one of the things I I I loved like growing up and to this day is like when people put together like mic'd up compilations. Yeah. And just hearing how the players are on the ice because it's like they're actual freaking people and they say funny things and they do funny things and they do stupid stuff and whatever. But it's just like, but like, but like in a nutshell, or like at least actively, like the, the league is so like hesitant to jump into that. And again, you have players like PK Subban who like did his damnness to say, like, no, I am PK Subban. Like, yes, I'm part of the Montreal Canadiens, but like I am PK Subban. I have my personalized celebration. I have my my triple high five with Carey Price. Like, and then what did they do? They ban it. Gone. Done. Right. I and mean, the the thing is, like, I've, I've always thought of golf as like an incredibly boring sport. Right. Like for the longest time, I was like, oh, Tiger Woods, cool. That's like your personality. But I can off the top of my head name like, and I don't follow golf. I can think of golfers who I would watch. Post SNL. Oh my I god! I watched Full Swing just because it was entertaining, and I said to I said to my partner, I was like, "Can you? I would love for there to be a show like this about the NHL, but like it would be so boring." No. Yeah. Oh. The closest we've gotten is HBO twenty four seven, and like parts of that were good, but like this league is so. Not just this league. I think hockey in general, because it starts from like it, it's just the culture of hockey from from grassroots levels onwards. You're just like, well, the name on the back doesn't matter. It's all about the team. Like you all dress the same. You all carry the same coffee cup. You all walk into the rink the same. Like you start that from such a young age that it's like mm. there is no personality. Like what's what would you watch an NHL version of Full Swing or Drive to Survive? Like I don't know if I would. Yeah, like, somebody different they got but also it's something just hit me and you guys can tell me if i'm wrong 
You mentioned HBO 24-7, normally for the, you know, the Road to the Winter Classic or anything yeah. like that. You know who I think is the most enduring character person from that series? Like, the one person who really did something that made you like, oh, yeah, right, that was from that. Bruce Boudreau. Bruce Boudreau. He's the most enduring person from that series. That mm-hmm. rant in the Capitals locker room where he swears at his players, that is probably like the most famous thing that has come out of that entire series. You just that look like you're sorry all. for yourselves. I'm like, yes, Bruce. <laughs> yeah. Dude, going, going to the mall shopping with his kids. Oh, like, also yeah. Bruce comes across like a really nice man, and he was done dirty by the Canucks, but he's a he was comes across a very nice man. And I don't. Th- that being said, I'm, he's not my answer for the SNL question. But, you know, my thing that you mentioned, like the um, the hockey full swing show, like I could see a lot. I could see like some team. I could see some team say no. We don't want to be a part Straight of it. Up. We don't want. We don't. We don't want this being shown. That's a problem. Like other other leagues, other teams are very open. I could see many teams say no. We will let you show this, 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 or this. Then what's the point? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like I yeah. want to. If a team goes through a big collapse in the playoffs, I want to see the full scale of that collapse and how they take that after that ends. That's why I'm still mad at that Amazon Prime series going the way that it did at the end. Because like it just kind of ends, you know. Like I, I want to see something work, and I and and you can't just have the same three or four white players that all look the same for whatever. You need a diversity of characters. Like I would love to know what Keandre Miller's life is like. Playing in Broadway mm-hmm. and and playing for the New York Rangers. Jason or Robertson. Jason Robertson seems like a very interesting person. I mean, Ooh. like 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 I would love to to see him get followed around for this series. Like I, I, they would have to find a way to get the most interesting people, the most intriguing personalities, guys who have, are going through like one city to a next. Like that, they'd have to find a way to make it interesting. But like you're right, the culture of the game. Uh, the way even teams will potentially give access to those guys, like yeah. it's not, it's not the same. I mean, it's just, man, it's we just say, very disappointing. We see the same things over and over again. We just see like one player like getting ready, getting their stick together in slow motion. They freaking they they tape it together. <laughs> they have the powder on. They have like a dramatic like shot. Now they say like, well, what do you do before a game? It's like, oh, you know, I just listen to music. You know, try yeah. to get into the zone a little bit. I'll, I'll take a nap, you know, come to the rink early, you know, skate, you know, uh, try to get into a good, good headspace. Like what? Like, like dramatic music in the background and they bring in the family. It's like, Oh yeah. You know, they always used to be a hardworking person. And then you have like background images of them as a kid, but you know, but they, they always followed their dreams. And stuff. Like it, it's the same, like all every hockey documentary is, is the same stuff over and over again. There's, like that's why by going back to the Amazon thing, that's yeah. why the Amazon documentary, as painful as it was, and believe me, it was painful. Oh, it was. But like some of the interesting things is like seeing some of like seeing Sheldon Keefe like m- like mid intermission giving that that was cool. Now's the I, time. That, that was, was a genuinely cool moment. Man, I, I say it over and over again. That that speech was so hype, I forgot they lost. <laughs> I watched it and I was like, yeah, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I completely forgot. But like that stuff was cool. But like because it was different. And again, it was and it was real. It was it was seeing things that hockey fans aren't used to seeing. And I don't think we're ever gonna get that in the NHL. I really don't because there everything is all about like the room and what ha- what happens in the room stays in the room. Like they won't even give freaking media people a, a legitimate quote sometimes, much less have a camera in there. Like so, like I don't know that that's just that that's the sport we chose to all watch, follow, and work in. Like so, yeah. Like, that like what do you, what do you do? Like do you do a, do you just pivot to following coaches? Would that somehow make things better? Like you follow John Cooper. Uh, Rod Brindamore, I guess. Rod Brindamore, mm. Bruce Boudreau, whatever. If he wants to try to get back into coaching, yeah. I don't know. I think there were. I know we said Bruce Boudreau was like the one character to come out come out of that, but actually, like one of my favorite parts of HBO twenty four seven was probably Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, you Seeing can post, find play pranks. Yeah, that was players who are interesting, like on the ice and off the ice. Yeah, he exists. You just, just gotta, you just gotta give him the space to do so, man. And I think, 
I think nowadays where like you have a lot of like just creative and confident players that can be marketed well if done properly. I think there's an opera like yes, the Leafs are the least, man, but like the like the things they wear to wear to games is different. Like Nylander wears something different. Matthews wears things that are different. And yes, people would be like, oh, that's why you lose in the first round because you can't dress professionally. Whatever. But like at least it's different. Like, they're different. And, and, if and it wasn't for the lack of playoff success, we'd be looking at the some people might not like what I'm about to say. We'd be looking at the Leafs as one of the cooler teams to look at. Yeah. Period. We would. It's true. Like, so like they just they just need they just need to give players the space to be people. And I don't think that happens enough to I don't think that happens enough in the NHL where this players aren't given the space to be people, just to be themselves. And I think once the league does that, like the 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 money, the finance, the interest, the care will skyrocket. I mean, I, did, yeah, yeah, go to this. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. Like my last comment on this, like the time to do it is now with the younger players who are on the hobby, right? Like mm-hmm. you look at how big the fan base is for the University of Wisconsin Badgers. And it was because they let, like, Trevor Zegers, Cole Caulfield, all those guys run their TikTok. Like, these are players who are used to being on social media and out there and have big personalities and aren't afraid to show them. Yep. As long as they let them. Did you guys all see that video of the of that person who um went to a Rangers game by accident? Yeah. And they documented that? That's, like, That's I don't funny. know how, I don't know how that person hasn't been contacted. Like that's that's awesome. That's that's video Tony X. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like I don't I don't know. Like that that stuff is cool. That's a that's genuine react. Someone went to your game, went to your sport by accident, and fell in love with it. That's what should matter. But no pucks in deep and yada yada. Like oh god. But, but even Tony X, Tony X is like the best thing the St. Louis Blues have done in the last decade. Mm-hmm. And they want a cup. Yeah. <laughs> Avery, were you about to say something? I was gonna say, yeah, 20. Like, why is there not a why is there not, you know, the 20x hockey hour on ESPN or on Sportsnet? Like, why is it not why did they not his own programming, his own show, like his own content? Or on yeah, Andrew.com? I wonder why like, not. I don't know, man. Like, like, like we're like uh, they could have easily had they could have easily had Tony X on Zone Time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could have. Or you know, hey, NHL. Revive NHL cool yeah. shots. Make 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 those NHL cool shots with Tony X as, as a host. Totally possible. Yeah. Also, if uh, the question was which member of Zone Time would you see hosting an episode of SNL, my vote goes to Omar just no. to see him freak out in front of the lights and everybody in New York. <laughs> my vote's Omar. <laughs> that would that would be. It would just be, be. It would just be an episode of In the Mentions, really. Ah no! See, it would until like they were like three, two, one, and then I'd see the on air, and then I'd see like all the people, and I would say, "Oh, okay, hey, um, for some reason they brought me on uh, to talk about uh hockey. Hey, how's it going? Uh, my name is Omar. I I freak out about about the Leafs. Uh, that that, that team. Um, they'll, sometimes they're good, other times they're not. Um, and then I'll just slowly go into like a rant, and then someone in the ear will be like, stick stick to the script." And I'll say, oh, right, sorry. Yeah, um, we'll, well, we'll get a screenwriter for you, buddy. <laughs> Omar, that yeah. opportunity Live comes. from New York, it's Saturday Night Live! That's what Omar opened the show. Avery <laughs> 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 oh, would do a good job, too. I'm sure Sam would. I mean, I think, we, I think we'd all, if we were all given the week. Avery would look the cleanest. Imagine. <laughs> yeah, Avery would look, Avery would wear the cleanest outfit. Mm. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I love how confident he is. That's <laughs> <laughs> not even, of course. Of course, yes. Well. <laughs> All right, we've we've done our damage for this week's edition of Zone Time. Uh, thank you as always uh, for partaking in these shows. I, you know, I, I really enjoy doing these shows with you guys. I trust you guys are great people. I know if you were in a situation, if you were in a locker room with a junior reporter, you wouldn't act like an asshole to them. So that's how I know you guys are good people. But up, up, but up, up, up. <laughs> uh subscribe to the podcast uh on youtube or uh however you listen to the podcast on audio platforms uh, whether spotify apple Podcasts, whatever we'll be back next week with uh more fun stuff to talk about in the world of hockey on zone time peace everybody
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Kyla Tsinas. Kyla Tsinas. I'm Kyla Tsinas, and I have been training a global community of women since 2009. I've created a brand new podcast, Sweat Daily, to help you level up your life and reach your health and well-being goals. From fitness tips to food that fuels you, meditation to motivation, we've got you covered. Sweat Daily, the happiest, healthiest, and most confident version of you awaits. Available on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.